Hey yo, welcome to the Goshen News Sports Podcast. You like what that intro? That? Little hey yo, <laughs> huh? You like what that? In the heck was that? That's a that's a, I'm paying tribute to the late great uh, Scott Hall, also known as Razor Ramon, WWE Wrestling Hall of Famer, passed away last night, uh, 63 years old. His tra- uh, signature line when he would start a promo was "Hey yo." So I got to pay tribute to this to Razor Ramon. He basically was uh, Tony Montana from Scarface as a character, but he he was cool. It was cool to be a bad guy, and that's yeah. Was it? What did he say? He said bad times don't last, but bad, the, but bad, bad guys, guys do, or something guys like do. that. Yeah, <laughs> bad times don't last, but bad guys do. That's how he ended his Hall of Fame speech about seven years ago now. So uh, Scott Hall, legend, and uh, he'll be sixty three, sixty three years old. It's unfortunate. He uh, he had hip surgery. And there was complications from it, and he had three heart attacks from the hip surgery. And then he was put on life support, and they, they basically just pulled the plug last night. So, it's pretty sad. The guy that, you know, a lot of uh, rehab and stuff like that from drugs and whatever and to get his life. He got, finally got his life back thing in order and passed away. What was so. his drug of choice? Cocaine? I don't know. I, I don't know him that personally. So, uh, never, never met my him. My phone was vibrating. That's my fault. So, unbelievable. <laughs> Sorry, That's why you Sheila. put him on silent, man. That's why you put him on it's silent. It's on silent. It's just on vibrate. Um, I'll put it away from the desk. Okay, anyway, now that we've gotten past the Scott Hall and vibrating cell phones talk, we got to put a bow on the winter sports season for us in high school, at least the high school sports season winter. It's too bad that over. we have to. I know. I was hoping we would get a longer run for this Northwood. One more week, maybe? At least one more. Northwood mm-hmm. boys basketball. Down to Newcastle Saturday, they lost uh, in the regional championship game to Leo for the second straight season. No controversial foul calls this year, unfortunately. Uh, Leo just straight up beat them, so that's pretty much it. Um, it they, was it was close for the first quarter and a half. You know, you felt, and actually, I was like, "Wow, Northwood, they're up thirteen to eight. They're really right. rocking it right now. They, it they a, are the better team. It this was year. A, it was a slow start. It was like." You know, they were down like six to two, you know, or eight four, eight eight five, whatever. And it was like, okay, like they're trying to feel it out. And then Brenner went on like a big eight zero run, and it was like, okay, yeah, they've figured it out maybe. And they led, you know, seventeen fourteen midway through the second quarter, and it was only they were only down two with three minutes left in the second quarter, and then it just like the wheels fell off, man. It was it was bad. Kudos to Leo; they made a bunch of big shots. Uh, the three at the end of the buzzer to, at the buzzer at the half to make it a 12 point game obviously was huge and just kept the momentum going. Then they hit a three to right away to start the second half. So it's 15 points pretty much before Northwood got you know it was pretty much a 15 point halftime deficit for all intents and purposes. But how quick they made that three mm-hmm. before Northwood even got the ball. So you're down 15 regional championship game. Leo is just so much bigger than you like. Not necessarily in the height department, but like the the size, like the width, like they were just big dudes. You get a defensive end commitment. Rutgers defensive end commit playing at the you know small forward spot, like it's a good problem to have. Like so, um, yeah. I mean, and it was crazy because they'd won that thriller in the morning over Yorktown, and you know, Northwood dog, dog yeah Northwood dog fight. I mean, Leo was kind of in a dogfight with Norwell. Both, both games were a dogfight. Norwell led going into the fourth quarter. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, over over uh, Leo. So and Yorktown led over Northwood going into the fourth quarter. So and uh, Leo had that special stuff after the end of the third because they just rode that into the Northwood game regional championship. They yeah. couldn't. They're always hitting shots. They probably don't hit shots like that. I feel like they probably don't I, hit threes like that, like yeah, they did. I think they end up shooting like fifty-five or sixty percent from the field. Where Northwood was like at 35 percent. Like they just couldn't miss. I mean, and, and then Northwood had that stretch in the start and midway through the second quarter to midway through the third quarter where they didn't make a field goal. I mean, you get you go up at the Rosh made a like a steal and a bucket and made it seventeen fourteen Northwood, and then they didn't score again until it was thirty six. You know, a field goal at least till it was 36-22, you know. So they made like three free throws on that stretch, and that was it. And, yeah. you know, when you go a whole quarter's worth of time without scoring a, a made shot, like that's going to be hard to win a game, especially in, against a team like Leo who's wasn't missing anything, it seemed like. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. They cut the 15-point lead down to eight toward the end of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. But... Leo always had an answer from that point, unfortunately. Yeah, the the height height shoe kid Trey Height shoe uh, came off the bench and had 16 for Leo, and Caden Caden Montrager had 16, there it is. and uh, Jason McGee had 14. Like they just had for these three guys who couldn't miss. You is know, Montrager D- or McGee, the uh, Rutgers guy. Rutgers. DJ D- Allen is the Rutgers guy. Neither oh. of those guys are the Rutgers oh. guy. DJ Allen is going to wow. de- play defensive end at Rutgers. Uh, yeah. Could have Von Trigger's going to play college basketball somewhere. I'm not 100% confident where he's going. I, I forgot to write that down. Um, but he is playing basketball at the next level. And, yeah, like, again, they just use their size. I and mean, everyone that played for them was more than six feet tall. And, you know, it, it was – you knew Northwood was going to be in for a battle because uh, Leo – was the same, basically the same team Leo had last year with the addition of Bontrager. You know, they lost their best player probably last year was that Davidson kid. They lose him to graduation, but Bontrager basically fills that void. Mm-hmm. And their size just was always going to be an issue. They, I know Leo was ranked eighth in the final poll, and they technically weren't – they're not as good record-wise as they were last year, but they're all just as bit as talented, and they showed that Saturday. And they're going to give Mishawaka Marion – a really good game on Saturday. It's not a cakewalk for Marion. I think a lot of people th- think that Marion will win that game, but I would not be surprised at all if Leo won and goes back to the 3-8 title game again. So, yeah. Northside Gym. Yeah, honestly, I might go as a fan. It should be a good game. Northside Gym gets Central Noble and uh, Carroll from Flora as well in the 2A game. So, 4 o'clock for that Central Noble game, 6 p.m. for the uh, Leo-Marion game. Should be fun. Should be a good crowd, hopefully. And uh, I might I might just go as a fan. It might just be fun to go to a high school basketball game and not have to worry about keeping stats or take photos or you know oh, but that's work. The what's the fun? What's, what's the, the fun? fun? The fun is like not having to know what the actual score is at all times. Um, so yeah, and obviously you know we talked a lot there about Leo, but the Northwood side of it, twenty five and three record overall for this season. They were ranked number one for about a month of the season of the 3A polls. It was a fantastic season for them. Uh, but this regional championship game, for some reason, it's been like a curse for them. They're now 1-6 in regional title games. They're low and win in 2007 on their home court. And I, for some reason, like they just can't get over this hump. 
you know, even when they, they are they are the quote unquote favorite on paper, you know, by the numbers and rankings and things like that. It just, you know, last year, like I said uh, last week, I feel like you know last year when they went down there, it was almost playing with house money to an extent in that championship game because Leo was the ranked team and they were supposed to win. And Northwood almost beat them. Or this year, maybe they felt the pressure a little bit too much. Maybe it was, maybe they would have almost been better off playing Norwell if Norwell had won that game in the morning. I think there's probably a lot of emotion trying to play Leo again, trying to beat them after the the no call last, or the call that took away the bucket last year. Maybe maybe it would have been better chance for them to win. Norwell wasn't as big, you know. They still had some big kids, and so it would have still been a challenge. But obviously, matchup, you know, styles make fights, right? Matchups. That, that matchup doesn't help Northwood at all. So it just Northwood's got tall kids. They don't have a lot of big kids. Like Ian Rosh, he's a good player, but he's a little like too lanky at compared to Leo's guys. I mean, Rosh is not small by any means, but when you got two seventy in the paint and Ian's two ten or two fifteen, like there's only so much he can do there. There's only so much Brock Bontrager can do, only so much JJ Payne can do, like those guys were just shooting over them with their size and their height, and that just it just stinks, you know. And then and then Leo's making all their three point shots, which didn't help the cause either. So Norwell would have been a better matchup, easily size wise. Yeah, but they're pretty impressive with shooting. I mean, I think Northwood just didn't didn't have the type of shooting that they needed to have to advance. You know, you need to get on a hot streak, and they really didn't have that. Um, that hot streak that where they're just hitting everything or a majority of their shots at all during the entire postseason, even the sectionals. So that's, I mean, in order to even, doesn't matter how good you are in order to, you know, make it to where you want. If you want to make it to state offensively, you got to be tip top and they weren't, they just weren't there, unfortunately. Yeah. And, you know, it's the same spot kind of that they were in this time last year where you look at the roster and, yeah, pretty much everyone comes back next year. They're going to graduate two starters and Cooper Weens and Chaz Yoder, but your your two star players, you know, Rosh and and Brenner are back, and you're going to bring back, you know, you know JJ Payne and Natarian Tuggle and Ethan Wolf and uh, Brock Bontrager. So there's six guys, and then you got to think that Tyler Rosh, Ian's uh, younger brother, will probably be in that mix as well with his big size and you think another year of development will get him ready to go for the varsity level so look they're going to have the uh, a target on their back again next year they probably will enter as the nlc favorites again next season um just given that warsaw graduates a couple guys their top guys and that would probably be their top competitor goshen's going to graduate hogan you know who, who they play at point guard is going to be a factor northridge graduates their top two guys and jacobs and hockstetler and so there's going to be a lot of turnover in the NLC, except that Northwood, basically, so who's the defending conference champ. So they're going to be the favorite to win it again next year. They're going to be the favorite on that sectional again, you know, unless Austin Kripe at West Oval puts together an unreal season. Um, Which he probably will. He, I mean, he's going to play great. I have no doubt about that. But, um, yeah, it's – so they're going to be in the same position next year. It's just a matter of can they win – this elusive like regional championship that has only has escaped them every time except once you know they've been one of the better 3a programs the last 25 years and they have one regional title to prove show for it that's it so it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here and what they try to do maybe differently in the offseason to get ready for a moment like a regional final and a team that might be bigger than them physically like leo is so 
Can't overthink it, though. I mean, they were 25-3. and three, so Right. I mean, obviously, a lot of it's working. It's just a matter of, you know, fine-tuning, tinkering little things. I mean... It's your favorite thing to say. You gotta fine-tune the little things. Tinkering? <laughs> like, say tinkering. tinkering. Um, That's fun, too. It's like, you know, Northridge football. When they, they made their awesome run to state this past fall, obviously, and I think everyone who had two working eyes could see that Mount Vernon Fortville was way faster than them, right? Like, in that state title game, they just were getting run past by everybody. So, the thing, you know, Northridge, I'm sure, is working out speed drills this year. I don't know if Northwood focuses more on building up their body strength this year. They obviously have the skill. So, maybe just working on building your body to be stronger physically to withhold a a bigger team like that potentially down the road. Like, maybe that's what they try to do differently. I don't know. I mean... They need a Goshen or a Concord guy in there. Like Scott Fearson or... Uh, they need a strength guy? I know every school is trying to hire strength and strength coordinators right now. I believe Northridge is looking for one. I think Northwood... I don't know if they have had an opening or made an opening yet, but they are... Work, every school is essentially going to be making a run at one of these positions now. Like, if you're going to compete at a high level, you, you almost need a strength coach at this point. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of crazy. I imagine telling someone that like 15 years ago, like in high school, like, yeah, every, every little... School in Indiana is going to have a, a strength coach at this point. But, I mean, schools are adjusting their budgets for it to be good in athletics. You're seeing the results, I mean, everywhere around the state. If you want to beat the indie schools, you got to have these got these people in place. So Yep. And you got to have a nice facility, a workout for gym. Look, look what the thing the Concord built. You know what I mean? It's like, great. It's insane. Like It's very nice. So, for, for little town Indiana, like, that's a pretty impressive, you know, facility. So... Uh, so yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, it's gonna be an interesting off season for them. And the good thing with Northwood is like their core guys only play basketball, I guess. So they're gonna be just focusing on basketball. Like Brenner doesn't play anything else. Rosh doesn't play anything else. Like I don't think Bontrager plays anything else. JJ Pan obviously plays football, and so does Tuggle. So they'll be in football. But you know, their top two, three guys coming back next year are basketball players. So maybe that helps their cause as well. So we'll see, I guess. Anything else about Northwood or boys basketball season as a whole? Winter sports as a whole? I mean, this is it. We're done with the winter sports season. We're officially into spring. It was a wild ride, just like last year. You know, that's that's all I can say about it. It's unfortunate that, you know, we were hoping at the beginning of the season, we're like, Northwood, man, they're playing like they want to get that past that regional final. Mm-hmm. But it uh, wasn't meant to be. I guess so. And, uh, you know, our two top teams uh, this year for our basketball both return all their players basically next year, Fairfield girls, Northwood boys. So you got to figure that they're going to be in contention for these same type of trophies next year. So it's yeah. going to be fun to see how they didn't necessarily expect a uh, semi-state run from Fairfield, even though I, I knew they were going to be good and they got this close, you know, you can't see me cause we're, this is recording, Yeah. but my fingers are very close Pod- to each podcasting other. Podcasting is a visual medium. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're that close to state appearance. Yeah, I mean, lost by one at Mm semi-state, you know. So, it's, yeah. So, yeah, it should be interesting um, off-season for those respective teams. And I'm I'm intrigued to see what spring spring sports season brings us. Uh, Fairfield softball was a semi-state finalist last year. They graduated a couple players. And Brooke Sanchez being injured, I know we feel like we've said that every week now on this podcast. But she's obviously out. For softball, recovering from her ACL injury and basketball, so they're going to be 
I don't know what to expect from them. Westview softball with Antel coming back, that could be they could be a, a dangerous team. She's They'll a really be good, yep. stud pitcher for them. Uh, the baseball world, I really I mean Northwood always seems to be in contention. Wawasee defending sectional champ. You know, we'll see how they respond. New coach down there and Joe Salazar. Um, the track scene once again should be good on the boys' side with Jack Moore and all the Northridge kids coming back and Hogan and Johnson and all the Goshen kids. So I'm expecting, you know, to probably be in Bloomington for state track at some point uh, in first weekend of June. And How are we um, feeling about baseball? What? How are we feeling about baseball? I mean, I just listed off Northwood and Wallace C, man. Goshen, hey, Alec Hirschberger from Fairfield is a stud. Left-handed junior pitcher. Fairfield ranked number eight in the coaches' poll in 2A to start the season. So, so you expect them to have a watch out for them. Better season. They're yeah. the highest-ranked uh, NECC team, I think. So, on paper, they are the uh, NECC favorites going in. Watch out, Hirschberg. I mean, the the worst thing about baseball is like you know you can only uh, you know p- pitcher at least with a pitcher you can't play them every game. You can't pitch them every game at least. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's tough. So it's gonna be you got to have that depth behind him to obviously like win more games. But Fairfield could be interesting. I you know Goshen. I don't know uh, what they got coming back, but this is when we start working on our spring previews. So we haven't started doing the full deep dive into spring yet. We will that do that this week. Next week, uh, our special spring preview sports tab comes out on March 31st this year. We everyone will be playing games by that point. So. Uh, you know, stay tuned for that. Games really pick up next week. There is some stuff this week. Wawasee is hosting a track meet tonight, Tuesday night here, uh, against East Noble. For everyone curious who's listening to this between 3 and 5 p.m. before it starts, if you want to go to Syracuse, go right ahead. Uh, so, yeah. If you like track, if you can't wait for the beginning of the season, yep, here's your chance. So, we'll see where uh, spring sports takes us this year. So, okay. Uh, March Madness. It's here. Yeah. It is March, officially. Uh, let's quickly run through the local stuff. We'll start with, uh, what do you want to start with? Notre Dame? What do you want to start with? Uh, yeah. Notre Dame. The Irish? First four, men's basketball. Rutgers. They Wednesday night. sneak in there. 9, 10 p.m. True TV, for those who need a search for True TV, is that in their TV guide. Yes, but it's Every, on TV. It's on look hard TV. enough. If you look hard enough, it's there. Yes. First time in five years, yep. they've made it back. They made the skin it. Of their teeth. They made it as interesting as they could by uh, losing to Virginia Tech, who, in their defense, went on to win the ACC championship. So it wasn't like, oh, that was a terrible loss, because now you know the Hokies went on a tear. But uh, yeah, uh, we had some bit thieves, some bubble teams that were jumping Notre Dame, and Notre Dame ends up being one of the last four teams in. So they yeah. just barely uh, hung on there. That would have been really, really sad if uh, they, right. they well, would have gotten the NIT. They, they had planned the like NCAA tournament watch party at Mike Bray's house because last year they watched together knowing they weren't going to get in, and now they're going to use that as fuel to get in the tournament this year. And then they almost missed it. Like They almost <laughs> missed. It felt like a really comfortable lock about three weeks ago when they destroyed Georgia Tech, and it was like, okay, just – don't screw this up. And then they lost to Florida State. Yep. They beat Pitt, fine. And then they lost to Virginia Tech. And then everyone around them, even like AM, I know they didn't get in, but they made a run in the SEC tournament. Richmond came a bid thief, you know, in the 8 10. Uh, Virginia Tech makes that run. Indiana makes a run in the yep. Big Ten tournament to get in. Like, 
There were a lot of teams around them that were playing really well last week, and Notre Dame lost at a game they did not look that good in against Virginia Tech. And it was like, are they going to make this? Like, thank God the first four exists, I guess, because that's how the only reason why they got in was because of this. You know, the, I know it's been around for 11 years now. It still feels new, but it's been this is the 11th year of the first four. So, yeah. and it's not impossible. Teams make runs out of the first four. You know, happens a lot. VCU, the first year it existed. I'm convinced if like the first year it existed, if VCU gotten their butt kicked in the first game, like after the first four, like they might have gotten rid of it. But VCU made the final four out of the first four, so that of course they're going to keep it. UCLA yep. made it there last year, Had made that run. Few Sweet Sixteen teams, right? So it's so. it's not like out of the realm of possibility that this. I mean Notre Dame, and honestly Notre Dame Rutgers like play winner plays Alabama, who hasn't been. That impressive the second half of the season. The fact that Alabama got a six seed is like, eh. It's because they have like, a lot of impressive wins. Yeah. Lost to Vanderbilt in the quarterfinals of the SEC tournament, though. They have not looked – I mean, they lost to Missouri this year. So, like, by default, my, I'm questioning. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, they should have lost to Missouri twice. Um, but, so, I mean, Notre Dame-Rutgers, that's a – whoever wins that has a very winnable game against Alabama, I feel like. All the way in San Diego. In San, yeah, you got a Friday date into San Diego. On Friday. <laughs> um, any analysis of the Notre Dame Rutgers matchup you want to provide here? Nope. It really feels like uh, nope. nope. I'm done. <laughs> okay, thanks. It really. It's going to be a toss up. Notre Dame could definitely lose this game because I, I've been impressed with Rutgers. If you look at Rutgers' schedule, especially that four-game period where they, they beat Michigan State and Illinois and Wisconsin, mm-hmm. all four ranked teams, right. and they also have a win over Purdue. So it's like they could play with anyone in this bracket. So they have the means, if they're playing well, to like make it to the Sweet 16 easily probably. Mm-hmm. You know? But at the same time, you know, it's you don't know which Rutgers team is going to show up because they have some pretty terrible losses as well. So mm-hmm. Notre Dame's experience I like. You know, if they shoot the ball well, they defend good enough, then I think they can beat Rutgers as long as Rutgers isn't, you know, playing the, the way they played when they went on that four-game winning streak, beating up on all these top-tier Big Ten teams. So Yeah, yeah it's, it's really going to be – it feels like a toss-up. Like whoever's – I can't – I think Notre Dame is like a – I don't know who the betting favorite is. I know I used a four-point favorite over Wyoming tonight. I think Notre Dame was minus one. Yeah, so it's basically a pick mm-hmm. at this point. Um, I mean, there's probably going to be more Notre Dame fans there in Dayton, if that helps. It's a drive. It's a drive from South Bend as opposed to a flight from Piscataway, New Jersey. How about that? It's about a four-hour drive from uh, South Bend, I Give believe. Give or take. Yeah, I mean, we're making it. So Three and a half for us. Be we'll fun. be there at the Flyers Arena. Goshen News. <laughs> Team coverage. Coverage you can count on. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so, yeah, Notre Dame plays Rutgers. And then uh, if you if you didn't get enough IU, Indiana flavor, IU is in the first four game tonight after we record this. Playing, playing the Cowboys. The Wyoming Cowboys yes. and uh, in a first four game. And the winner of that game will play St. Mary's Thursday in Portland. So a long flight to the West Coast for IU or Wyoming if they win. So against not, a tough St. Mary's team, that's a tougher matchup than what Notre Dame or Alabama, Rutgers have to worry about. I yeah. agree. So I got St. Mary's in my elite eight. Same. So you got uh, uh, you got you, what is what, it St. Mary's and UNC in the Sweet Sixteen? You have I do. Yes. Yeah, that's what. What I are have. your uh, What are your quickly What are your final four picks and championship? Uh, Purdue. 
and Gonzaga on yep. one side, and then yep. Wisconsin, Arizona on the other, mm. and then Arizona and Gonzaga in the national championship. Wow, the top two seeds to go to the championship game, so original. I got Gonzaga finally winning that title. <laughs> uh, I've got Gonzaga winning as well, so we're destined to get this wrong. Yeah, It means Memphis will beat Gonzaga in the second round now. Um, yes, I did pick Memphis to beat Boise State. I've got Gonzaga out of the West, Kentucky in the East, so that's the final four matchup. And then Villanova, I've got Villanova beating Arizona in the Elite Eight and uh, gross Kansas winning over Wisconsin. i only picking them because I, I am a firm believer that the Big Ten uh, is slightly, mostly overrated at this point of the year, and they tend to not get teams past the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight. Like, the fact that I got Wisconsin in my Elite Eight is, is like tempting fate almost at this point. So, um, and then I've got Gonzaga and Villanova in the title game because I cannot physically pick Kansas to go any farther than that as a Missouri grad. And then I got Gonzaga winning. I put the final score of 68-62 Gonzaga. So offensive shootout. Gonzaga who? Who's who's you? Over Villanova. You think Villanova's going to go that far? Yeah, why not? I I don't know. Like Arizona's been good this year, man, but I I, I guess like they... they, I have them losing to Tennessee in the Sweet 16. mm, Yeah, I've got... The only big or big-ish upsets I've got, I mean, St. Mary's in the Elite Eight is kind of a miracle run. I got South Dakota State in the Sweet 16. I got them beating Providence, and I got them beating Iowa in the second round because I, I just like that. Uh, I just like the Jackrabbits, man. And my brother's a Jackrabbit right now, so I have to support him. What a Jackrabbit, that guy. And, uh, man, I, I'll tell you what, though. Every, like, there's so many matchups two on... Two ten seeds. There's so many matchups on this, on this bracket 16. that, like... I love Davidson over Michigan State. Like, I could easily could talk myself into picking Yale over Purdue at this point. Like, yes. Um, San Francisco Murray State might be the best first round game at 7 10 matchup in the East. I could talk myself into Murray State beating Kentucky in the second round. I almost did. I almost picked that. Couldn't do it. <laughs> Murray State's pretty good, man. Uh, I mean, Vermont could beat Arkansas. Like, that, that feels like a trap game almost. Like, uh, you look at the South region, like, do you have any faith in Houston at this point? Like, I picked UAB, the Blazers. I'm riding with uh, with Jelly. I took Michigan. Over, I took I took Michigan <laughs> over Colorado State in an 11-6 upset. Uh, I don't know how how Colorado State got ranked that high. I mean, they've had a nice season, but I guess I wasn't paying enough attention to the Mountain West to see that they were a six seed. Who'd you um, pick? Michigan, Michigan over Colorado, Colorado State. State. Yeah. And Tennessee, I got obviously beaten Longwood, and Tennessee beaten Michigan in the second round. But. Michigan probably going to beat Colorado State. I picked Colorado State, but that's probably going to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Chattanooga against Illinois could be interesting, but I couldn't do both, so I picked Illinois to beat Chattanooga, and I picked UAB over Houston. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people like UAB over Illinois, but I don't because yeah. UAB doesn't have that size. Yeah. But well, uh, Andy Kidney, you know, watch out, Blazers. What's yeah. uh have you have you been uh, keeping track of that? There's a player with the nickname Jelly, the best player for UAB. No. And uh Big Cat and PFT, they're all like riding their low. They're all on the UAB bandwagon because of that. So, we'll see if they can get an upset, at least one win. That'd be cool. Mhm. Yeah, I mean, there's so many this I don't know if we say this every year, but it feels like we say this every year. Like this bracket just feels wide open. Like, I, <laughs> Why I, would you say that? Because <laughs> like it does. It just We're feels just like say this every year. Uh, I this feel like we do say it every open. year. Like there's now there are some years like like last year Gonzaga was undefeated going in. They were a heavy favorite. Same thing with Kentucky a couple years ago when they were the undefeated team. And 
you know, there are some years where it's like, okay, there, there are like two or three clear-cut teams. I could see all four one-seeds losing, you know, in the second or third round this year. Like, that's not out of the realm of possibility at this point. Like, it just feels like chaos can happen here and like true chaos, like a 10, like a double digit C makes the final four again. Like, you know, so, or like a, you know, someone in that six to nine range makes a run. Like UNC as an eight feels dangerous. Like, cause the way they've been playing down the stretch. Give so. me, give me Georgia state over Gonzaga. That's Why my not? upset. Pick. Why not? <laughs> Just get my bracket out of the way early. Why um, not? um, I picked New Mexico state to beat UConn. That's a 12, five. I feel like no one's talking about. So I gave that one a shot. I also, you know, you, you look at South Dakota State, Providence. That's probably like the, every, the everyone loves like that Providence, one. Providence, Providence yeah. is str- like they're good, but they they are struggling. Like, I think a lot of people think Auburn will lose early too, early ish, maybe in that second round. It's a lot of people being me because mm-hmm. I picked Miami to beat them I've in got the round losing, of thirty-two. I've got them losing to Wisconsin in the Sweet Sixteen, but I, Auburn, I have so many like perplexed like. I try not to pick the teams that are like riding a lot of momentum going in, like Virginia Tech, right? Like, only one time in our lifetimes has someone like gone on a crazy run to win the conference tournament and then parlayed that into an NCAA tournament, and that was UConn with Kemba Walker ten years ago, eleven years ago now. So, but I also think Texas stinks, so that matchup really hurt me. So I picked Texas by default, and then I've taken Purdue to beat them in the second round anyway. But like, it's gonna be a close game. Texas yeah, like, it, that that fight that fights so many emotions for me. Like Texas stinks, but. I can't pick Virginia Tech because they've been riding. They're almost they're gassed. That's my that's my mentality. Like they've got to be tired. Like they don't have that same like juju to like have to win to get in right. So I love Iowa. I picked them to go Sweet Sixteen, but I don't love them enough to beat Kansas. Go Jackrabbits. Go Jackrabbits. Uh, quickly to the gir- uh, girls women's bracket. Uh, just quickly hit on Notre Dame. Women, they got a five seed. They will be going to Norman, Oklahoma for the first weekend. They are playing number 12 seed UMass, uh, 5-12 matchup. And the 4-13 matchup in that uh, bracket area is OU, number four, versus number 13, IUPUI. The Jaguars from Indianapolis making their first NCAA women's basketball tournament appearance. They were supposed to go in 2020, and then, Mm -hmm. you know, didn't happen. Um, Yeah, I was watching a show the other day, the other night, 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 whatever. It was like a mixture between day and night. I think it was last night. But they have, this, they have the special on ESPN yeah. where they have both sides. The brackets, they they right. have the women's basketball analyst and they have the men's basketball analyst. Mm-hmm. And they all like talk about all the matchups and stuff. And one of them on the women's side brought up uh, they liked IUPUI and upset over mm-hmm. Oklahoma. So I guess watch out for that being a possibility. Notre Dame IUPUI would be a fun game. Too bad it'd be, you know. In Norman, yeah. <laughs> it'd be yeah. awesome if it was like in South Bend or you know Indy. They could have played it in Warsaw, like halfway, you know. So not really halfway from Indy, but still. Are we gonna talk about the NIT, bro? No. Mm. <laughs> Go Gators! <laughs> no, uh, who just got rid of their coach? They didn't get rid of. They him. didn't get rid of the he coach. Left. The coach left. Yeah, he's like I hate everyone. Here. Mizzou got rid of their coach. Florida's coach left. So big difference. Big difference. Uh, number one overall seed in the women's bracket, South Carolina. Who Mizzou beat this year, and then Mizzou women did not get in. Only Missouri would do that. They're in the NIT, though. They are the top seed in the NIT. WNIT. You know we're playing in the first game of the WNIT? I'll give you $5 if you can tell me. Who it was? Who it is? Who who is Missouri women playing in the first game of the women's NIT without looking it up? 
Akron. No. I'll give you one hint. It is one of it is named after not named after, but it's one of your favorite artists. Drake. Drake. <laughs> We're playing Drake. <laughs> that is quite the end. I was gonna say the weekend. <laughs> the weekend. Jack Harlow. <laughs> they're, play, they're playing the weekend. Playing Coldplay. Uh, wow. Yeah, no, they're playing Drake. Uh, so that's fun. Go, go Tigers! I guess. Um, Quick shout out to Notre Dame baseball. Ranked Notre number Dame one baseball, man. by Baseball America. How about that? Currently eleven and one to start the season. Home opener tonight. Valparaiso. Yours truly will be there. The uh, the Beacons, right? Yes. Not the Crusaders anymore. Don't say Crusaders. It's the Beacons. The Beacons, because they're a beacon of light or something like that. So, so uh, could this team be a College World Series team? So far, they're playing like it. Obviously, they haven't really played great competition so far, but they've dominated for the most part. And, hey, they, they beat a top 20 NC State team this weekend. They beat them in two games. They were supposed to play a three-game set. The second game got postponed or canceled because of the weather. Yeah. But they beat a good on the road. In Raleigh, I mean, that's... 20, it was 19 to 4, 19 to 8, I should say, in runs. Difference mm-hmm. between the two games. So, the, yeah, they've been really playing well. It's the best start to a season since 2015 for Notre Dame when they were 11 and 1. They have the... How'd that season end? I don't know. Give, give me the results. I don't know. Uh, they lead the nation in WHIP, 0.92. What are, you, what are you looking at? I'm looking at the notes that Notre Dame <laughs> sends me. Uh, sends look. us. Um... So they are second in the country in ERA too at one point seven one. It's pretty good. They're playing Butler on April fifth. Yeah, they got some in state. They got Northwestern coming to town next week. Butler coming in. They Mich- got some Michigan at home on big on my birthday. Big, uh, big series. Not this. Well, they got Louisville this week, and that's always a big series in Louisville. Mm-hmm. And then the weekend after that, they welcome Clemson, who is a top a top twenty five team as well. So, a couple big ACC series coming up for them. These next couple weekends, so we're, we're going to find really, out Notre Dame's for real. We're going to test their metal, and they, obviously they were one game away from the College World Series last year. Have a lot of those guys back this year. The only guy pretty much not back is Cavadas hitting bombs, but everyone else is pretty much back. The pitching has been sensational, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do uh, the rest of the season. Maybe make a comp, uh, NCAA tournament run. I know they felt like they got stubbed last year from hosting a super regional, mm-hmm. so I'm sure that's a motivating factor, and uh, that'd be kind of cool if, like, you know, the road to Omaha went through South Bend, you know what I mean? So It would be. Uh, oh, hey, by the way, Notre Dame football's back on Thursday. Spring practice. 7.55 a.m. Don't look now. So, you know, we could pull an all-nighter, cover basketball in Dayton until 1 a.m. Wednesday, and then drive four hours in the night to South Bend to cover football at 7.55. Look like this. It'd be like, I'd be closed. I don't know if I would take any good pictures. I'd be like, my eyes would be closed. I'd just be hitting the button on the camera and hope one of them was in focus. Um, wouldn't be, wouldn't be uh, paying attention. No. Next thing you know, you're running across the practice field. Well, that would be terrible. <laughs> so I never do that. No, no, why any, no, why anyone would do that? It's, I wish I could have seen that. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, you're just like, just jogging across the field. So first, first fall practice, first fall for spring practice for Marcus Freeman. We'll for see. spring practice in preparation for fall. New staff, pretty much everyone but Tommy Reese, I think, is gone. Whole new team. <laughs> pretty much a whole new team. <laughs> no. a, lot a lot of, of new, people not, came back, honestly. Yeah, a lot of new, a lot of old faces, a lot of new ones. Quarterback will be the focal point again. It's got to be Buckner. Give me a break. Buckner or Pine? Who knows? It's not going to be Pine. <laughs> <We'll see. laughs> We'll see. It's One of those be, guys will be quarterback. We talked to the media gets to talk to the quarterbacks and Tommy Reese on Saturday, so we'll have a 
great insight. First game for the Irish this season will be uh, Saturday night against uh, Ohio State. Not this Saturday night, but a Saturday night. And so first we Saturday all wish September, it was this Saturday that'd night. That would be something. Um, and uh, I guess one last big note from the national world of sports. Um, Thomas Brady is back playing quarterback. Wow, exhilarating. For the Couldn't Bay. believe it. It made my selection Sunday so much better. I, I tweeted this out, but I feel really bad for the women's basketball selection show. I feel really bad for the person who spent over half a million dollars on his last touchdown pass. I saw Darren Rovell. I, I saw Darren Rovell tweet out that like maybe the money hadn't changed hands yet. Like the I guy, hope not. It was one. It, you know they won it at an auction or not? What did they bid it? Bid for it at an auction, but like it takes like a couple days to actually process the money. So hopefully they like didn't get it yet. Yeah, and didn't pay that five hundred eighteen thousand dollars for his last touchdown pass ever. Um, which is not apparently his last touchdown pass ever. His retirement went a whole 40 days. Uh, he was like, you know what? I love you, family, but uh, I guess I'm not ready to spend that much time with you guys. So, uh, To be fair, he's, the last 40 days, he would have spent all that time with them anyway, even if he wasn't right. playing. You know, I think, uh, I think I wasn't stunned. Obviously, I the rumors of him coming back started basically when he retired. It was like, well, he's probably going to come back. Like, yeah. And then, and then he never like, he never really said like fully in any comments since then, like, yeah, I'm done. He always kind of left that door open. Even like the video that came out Saturday with, with him and Ronaldo together in uh, Europe. And it was like, he asked him like, Oh, are you, are you done? And Brady like, Oh, you know, like did a shrug and, you know, and then of course, 24 hours later, he's, you know, coming back um, I mean I'm sure that's happy news for you as a Buccaneers fan so yep. he's coming back they re-signed the center um, Jensen right Ryan Jensen he's coming back Carlton Davis re-signed yesterday yeah good for them probably not going to get Fournette back though probably that's fine we lost Alex Kappa offensive lineman he was going to the Bengals he's going to protect Joe Burrow now Marpet retired after seven seasons so that kind of sucked so, I don't know if you saw this, but, like, over the last 10 years, like, the the uh, yearly Brady saga has gone from, you know, lose playoff game, win Super Bowl, lose playoff game, win Super Bowl. So, we have to win the Super Bowl He lost, lost playoff game this past year, so winning Super Bowl. Pencil I guess this probably in. means Gronk's going to come back. That, yeah. that hasn't been announced yet, P- I'm sure it in Tampa Bay Buccaneers 2023 Super Bowl champs. Where is the title game this year? Or next year, I mean. The Black. Super Bowl. Vegas? No. I think Vegas is in two years. I don't know where it's at next year, to be honest. I don't think about it often. Because the Bears don't, don't go think to the Super Bears Bowl. Is gonna yeah. go. <laughs> I'm not worrying about trying to book a flight for the Bears. The so. Bears. Uh, Bears, like, overpaid for a defensive lineman from the Bengals, so that's good. No one's doing more overpaying than the Jaguars. The Jaguars do this <laughs> once every three or four years. All right, well, we got $100 million of cap space. Let's give it Christian 85 Kirk. to Christian Kirk. Like, what? Okay. He's maybe, a, he's a th- third, you know, wide receiver. Yeah. Wide receiver three, WR3. But he's paying him like a WR1. Christian Kirk couldn't have signed that deal faster, I think. They got Evan Ingram, too, and he's been overrated. He probably, thought, injury it was, he probably thought the $82.5 million was a typo. He's like, you sure you mean that much money? I mean, as he's signing it, like, so. Uh, what's the what's the catch here? Yeah, what's it? No I, catch, just sign it, please. No catch. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so yeah, crazy, crazy uh, NFL free agency starting to begin. 
you know, all the stuff with the trades. Aaron Rodgers officially, I think, signed his new contract today. Major like, League Baseball's back. Baseball's back. Spring training's been starting up. Yeah, baby. It means, means we, we salvaged uh, Ray's Cubs at Wrigley. So, there you go. Maybe. April 18th to the 20th. So, we'll see. Uh, I want to go to Wrigley at some point this year. I like Wrigley. Biased a little bit. You said I like Wrigley. <laughs> slightly biased because I'm a Cubs fan. So, you know. No, I would uh, probably like it as a non-Cubs uh, fan. So, yeah. Anything else from the sports world we need to hit on before we get out of here? No. I think we've hit on all of it. Okay. Well, that'll wrap up this edition of the Goshen New Sports Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for Enjoy we will be the NCAA back. tournament. We will be back next we're gone. week. Yeah, we're going to talk all things basketball next week. So, should be fun. It will be fun. And we'll have some more spring preview stuff to talk. And we'll have our all-area boys basketball team, player of the year, coach of the year selections coming out. Correct. Uh, this Monday. So, we'll have that to talk about as well. We should have everyone vote instead of us picking. <laughs> we will have that through the winter uh, uh, next week as well. A, that's a vote. That is a vote. So we'll have to determine that as well. At some you guys don't week. get to vote for, uh, you know, our actual all area The media teams. awards. But <laughs> yeah. you do get to vote for Winter Athlete of the Year. We'll talk about all that and more next week. So uh, see you then.